This is Grind Season. I'm Jason Smith, one of your two co-hosts here on Grind Season on the podcast on Odyssey and co-host of the uh, Jason and John show here in Memphis, that radio show from 11 to 2, Monday through Friday on 92.9 FM ESPN and Odyssey Station. This is my man, Anthony Sane, the tribal chief of Grizz Twitter, a gifted mind and colleague who's covered the Grizzlies, uh, I point out, and written and podcast for him for the last nine years. You can follow him on Twitter at Sane Asylum. Brother Sane, what up, man? What it do, man? I'm good, brother. Uh, tough loss last night. Still recovering from that. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's all good. We'll it's get to good. it because a lot to break down, to your point, from from, mm-hmm. from last night's loss. A lot of news out of the game. You got some coming in. You got some going out. Uh, first things first, you can listen to us on Grind Season twice per week on the free Odyssey app and wherever, we, wherever else you get your podcast. Just search for Grind Season. Keep a couple of good dudes on these podcast airways by Man. pushing that that subscribe button, right? Uh, let me break down what we get, what we're going to talk about on this show. On this episode of Grind Season, lots happened, like we said, since we last spoke, even though it was just two days ago, because in that time, uh, Jaron Jackson has come back, Jaron Jackson yep. Jr. Desmond Bain, who had been absolutely rolling offensively, has been ruled out now for at least the next two to three weeks. Uh, by the team with with a grade two toe sprain. What's that? What what's that saying? Is that is that turf toe? That right big commonly toe? known as tough turf toe from the commonly known players. as turf toe. And Bain does play play that way. And then without Bain, obviously, as same mentioned, the Grizzlies dropped a 113-102 uh, decision Tuesday night at the Pelicans. So Memphis is nine and six for a little reset here. Dropped two in a row mm-hmm. with a home game coming up uh, against Oklahoma City this friday and that's that's where we'll start in terms of running down this show um it's now back-to-back losses without yeah. desmond main yeah and it's now oh and three this season for the grizzlies without desmond bain so memphis has done well with injuries going back to last season when john morant was it and i just mean in terms of not just staying afloat when guys have gone down but actually you know remaining a good to outstanding team when guys have gone down with Bain gone at least the next two to three, you know, we'll ask Sane, what do you think here in terms of replacing him? Seems to me like Sane, it might be tougher for the Grizzlies yeah. in terms of how they're built to right. replace Bain's production than it has been, you know, to replace Jaron early this season, Ja last season, Dylan Brooks for portions of last season. So we'll get into that. How tough will it be to replace Bain? Um, Jaron's return, what we saw last night from him, you know, we mentioned – a little bit of rust offensively. I think you expected that. A mm-hmm. little bit of elite. Come back, get five blocks. Well, last thing, what he thought about Jaron's debut in terms of this season. Missed the first 14 games. We were all excited, obviously, to see him. And then finally, I, I, saying I'm excited to get to this. I almost wanted uh, to make it the I first. Want first. Yeah, I but, almost want to start off with this, yeah. I, I, but but I'm, I'm going to save it because I want mm-hmm. you to save it. And, and I, I'm, man, I think we're both in the same place. Charles <laughs> Barkley last night on TNT yeah, said man. something that, you know, we're used to Charles at times saying some dumb to silly things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, we all hold him in high regard. And last night on the TNT broadcast, obviously the Pelicans, a uh, uh, Memphis broadcast was on TNT. Charles mm-hmm. Barkley said something uh, very specific about the next step in John Morant's development right. that I thought, you know, I, I, I'll be honest with you saying I had missed it until the middle of the day today. Um, and it kind of gone under my radar. Had a lot of people, though, last night, including Ja Morant, 
uh, uh, up and mm -hmm. talking about it. So so uh, we're going we're going to get to that later in terms of what Charles Barkley said about John ja Morant uh, upset a lot of people around here. Uh, mm -hmm. But again, back to one Desmond Bain, uh, a guy who's what averaging 25 saying this yep. season feels like he's taken another leap in the development. I don't know how many of us thought the step would be this high uh, for Bain what, now in year three uh, for him, but he's been more than just a guy who's scoring 20 something points a game. He's been a playmaker this season. You get the news uh, that he's going to miss the, at least the next two to three weeks before reavow. You know, how, how tough is it going to be for the Grizzlies, who last night, saying against the Pelicans, replaced him with John Conchar? You get nine points in 37 minutes. As much as I loved him, it's not coming close to what right. you what you have in there with Bain. How tough is this going to be, saying, to, to fill the void here for the Grizzlies, who've been good at this historically? Is it going to be tougher with Bain? I think it's going to be very tough. Um, I like what you said about even questioning if it's, if it's harder missing Bain. Or missing Jaron. I think when you're talking about one of the the elite, like top tier shooters in the entire NBA in Desmond Bain, I think that when you lose that type of guy, and if you got outside shooting, it just makes everybody's job easier because you can't you can't you can only play John Moran a certain way if you got guys that are that are you know getting those shots up. John Conchar last night, nine points, eight rebounds. Great. He only took three three pointers the entire game. You were able to play Jaw a little differently. You, you could be able to play everybody a little different because the paint you could you could lag you can sit in the paint a little more. You know what I mean? Um, I think that losing Bane is a big deal. I'm worried about it. Um, <clears throat> with with Jaren's thing and also with uh, Zaire's thing, they 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 were pretty solid about the end date. You know what I mean? With Jaren, it was you know four to six months. You know, we'll, we'll you'll see Jaren in about four to six months. With Zaire, it was, you know, you'll see him in four to six weeks. Mm -hmm. This is reevaluation in two to three weeks. It doesn't have a, yeah, he'll be back in a minute. You know, this is Terpto, he'll be back soon. I don't know, man. And and I and I um he's one of those guys, <clears throat> he's a he's a bigger guy, stronger guy, uh, got a lot of weight he's throwing around. And you know, with the, he kind of plays not like a herky jerky style, but more, a lot of forward movement with him. So um, like you said, his style of play may have contributed to uh, the turf toe injury. Um, I hate it. We're not the same team without Desmond Bain. I'm seeing that now. Um, I really want to say that at one time last year, people were saying, um, you know, Desmond Bain's a future all-star. And I would kind of, you know, scoff at it because I was like, okay, Bain's great. He's a great shooter or whatever, but he's not consistent. He, he has games where he doesn't really show up at all. Desmond Bain has been extremely consistent this season. You know what I mean? Out of you know, he hasn't played all 15. In the 12 games he's played in, he's been very consistent in those games. And um, losing a guy like that, I think, is very, very, very crucial because it makes Ja have to work that much harder. Um, and our wings, guys like Anthony Melton, guys like Kyle Anderson, they're not there anymore. And a lot of guys we were playing, they're, they're, they're fine, but they're, in certain big, tight moments, it kind of makes you wonder, will those guys be ready? Um and last night's game, if, if my mood doesn't sound the same, if my energy is not the same, New Orleans Pelicans do this shit to me, man. <laughs> like they just—they've had our number. They've had our number for years, uh, going back to Jaws' rookie year. Anytime it seems like they got anything with the pulse, it seems like they got our number, man. And um, it's kind of deflating. You're seeing Trey Murphy out there knocking down threes. 
a guy that was on the not that he's not that I'm saying he's better than Zaire or anything like revisionist history, but just the fact that you know we could have drafted that guy and our guys in street clothes like that. That just kind of gets depressing uh, with the whole Zaire Williams thing. And I'm not knocking Zaire because I think he's going to be a great player, but he's he's out there killing you, and you could just tell that they kind of built that roster to kind of slow us down because I guess they kind of. They even talked about it on the broadcast yesterday how our, how our organizations kind of mimic each other. I don't think they mimic each other. That's what they were saying. Like, nah, we were we were good before New Orleans was good. New Orleans is trying to get like us. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, man, it's gonna be tough without Bain um, for the next few weeks. I hope I hope it's a true two to three weeks and he's back on the court playing in two to three weeks. Push you around Christmas time. Hope he's back. You know, for the Christmas Day game. Um, I, I can't see him missing a lot of time. It, it does worry me that, it's, that it is open-ended. Like, we'll check on this again in a few weeks type thing. But uh, he's been absolutely phenomenal for this team, man. And we all know this is John's team. But the fact that he has clearly cut himself out to be that number two scoring option. I still think it's debatable whether or not Jaren's the second best player on the team for other reasons, defensive, defensively mostly. But um, Desmond Maine has been absolutely incredible. And and it's it's gonna we're gonna feel this loss, man. We're gonna feel him not being there. It's, it's, we I know we've been known for guys stepping up, but we're asking guys that are kind of like third tier guys to kind of step up now. Last year, when you asking guys to step up, you asking Desmond Bain to step up, you asking Anthony Melton to step up, you asking Kyle Anderson to step up. Uh, those guys aren't here anymore. And now you're asking the 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 uh, John Conchars, the Santi Aldamas, you know David Roddy, Jake Laravia. You're asking those guys who don't have that experience. To step up so it's a, it's a different thing but um like i said man this Grizzlies team constantly surprises people i'm tired of i'm tired of counting them out because every time you try it's to true. count them out they'll show you something so we'll see man it's but I, I think it's gonna be tough i think it's gonna be I, tough. I do too uh, of all the guys they've lost and and you know we, we talked about jaw last year how good they were without him 20 and mm-hmm. five a lot of that was was tyus and and how good he was there uh jaron this year santi aldama steps mm-hmm. up in that hole i'm glad you mentioned zaire because they haven't had him all season either, no. so you've had you, you know, don't know what he's other, exactly. But you, but the plan had been always for him to be high in that rotation, and so you've had to fill that gap. You've had to fill that gap as well. This one does feel like it'll be the toughest because you sit there and, and and as good as Conchar has been in spots, and we talked about him. We, heck, I gave him the. I said he brought the season in a couple of weeks ago. He's not. He's not equipped to give you. You know. Because Bain has taken such a jump, let me tell you what's amazed me most about him. It's it's you know we've he's we all know he's a sharpshooter. Mm-hmm. I think saying that this year what it's up to forty five percent from yeah, three. Numbers are nuts. Uh, 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 it, it's crazy because the numbers in terms of his three point percentage keep going up. Yes, he's at forty five percent on eight and a half attempts. But it's it's how successful. I put it this way: how effective he's been going to the basket. Basket. Because yeah. I never thought. I never thought with I'll be honest with you with his with his short wingspan that he could be as effective going to the basket as a go to the basket guy as he's been. And and he's been amazing, whether it's been a little, you know, that little floater off the glass or even getting off the finger roll with them little short arms saying the dude has been amazing going to because it's unlocked when when, when he's a threat to get downhill. Like he is now, yeah. it's giving him more room to operate and get off some of those yeah. threes that he's shooting right. at an even higher percentage. The other part about it saying he's doubled his assists. Like you mm-hmm. and I both talked about this now for you know the entire five, six episodes of the show. But he's 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 now at what is it? It's uh where's the the assist 4.8. Right. You know, last year 2.7. Mm-hmm. This year he's essentially doubled that as a playmaker. So when you take 
you know, the efficiency from a scoring standpoint, but both getting downhill, shooting the three, but then the playmaking that he was doing next to Ja, right. I think that's that's part of the reason. It's the huge reason why they're 0-3 without him this season. Dude, he's become a key cog. And I think I, I realize that Dylan Brooks, better defensive player, maybe brings a different sort of energy that you still need. Jaron Jackson Jr., first team all deep. But Baines becomes so essential offensively, like you were touching on it there. I, I'm not sure he's not the second most important player on mm -hmm. this team. You know and we just talking a couple of years ago, it was Ja and Dylan versus Utah. Like that was one and two. Yeah. And here mm -hmm. we are a couple of years later. And, and hell, Jaron's been first team all defense. And I still feel like Bain does it at such a high level. And now from yeah. both playmaking and scoring standpoint, that, um, man, it does feel like it's going to be hard to replace. And I, I'd have a tough time making an argument he's not the second most important player yeah. on the team. Yeah. And Bain makes, it, Bain makes you feel super confident in the bumps you're taking with guys like LaRavia, Roddy, Jitty still, you know, those type of guys, you know, Santi. Those, yeah. you know, it, it makes you think that there's a good chance that one of those, one of those guys is going to turn into the same thing again, like Desmond Bain is, man. He's He's been absolutely phenomenal. Like I said, I think we're going to feel – his loss because um, he's been such a dynamic scorer, man. I mean, like he can score. He's showing you can score like almost any way you want him to. And he's Whoa. putting up crazy numbers. Um, I was talking to Cam Rose, good friend of mine, uh, did the Outsiders podcast with him. I said, man, if it wasn't for John Morant, we'd be looking at Desmond Baines' numbers as historically the best like scoring average in the, in Memphis Grizzlies history. I mean, look at the numbers. I mean, nobody's – Nobody scored like 25 points a game in the season for us. I think Mike might have maybe got something close to that. I'll check it after the podcast. You guys can check me. But I don't I don't think anybody – the numbers – Desmond Baines put up as the second second best score on our team. I don't think anybody in the history of this, this franchise has ever scored that many points per game. I could totally be wrong, but I don't think I am. Mm -hmm. um, he's been great, man. He's been absolutely great, and I think we're going to miss him. But like you said, um, hopefully we can get Zaire back during this two to three weeks that, uh, that Desmond Baines is out. Uh, I would like to see a lineup even that has maybe Zaire at the two, you know, uh, or, or Dylan at the two, whatever you're doing, play Zaire and Dylan together and kind of see if Zaire is a guy that can, you know, be in your starting lineup, man, because, you know, um, a lot of people are complaining about Dylan. I'm just kind of over it because I don't really think there's really a Dylan Brooks trade out there that really makes us better. That's another podcast to, to, to discuss, maybe the next one, but um yeah, it's it's gonna be tough without without Bane for sure, man. Well, on I I would think on some on a great deal of nights, you can get more than you're going to get more a better shooting game than the six of eighteen, two of nine that Dylan Brooks gives you last night to help fill in that Bane hole. Like he can have better night. It, we know it's gonna be a roller coaster with him. And then let's be real too. Once Jaron Jackson shakes off some of that rust. Yeah. Yeah. We're just talking about in ways of filling that Bane hole in terms of that mm -hmm. productivity. You know, you're not going to see O of seven. You, you, actually, you might see an O of seven, but some of the uh, some of those other nights, maybe there's a three of six, a three of seven in there, just mm -hmm. in terms of again filling that production. You know, I, we we my point is that the Grizzlies can't expect the John Conchars of the world to, to do to, to even a quarter of it. Saying even a quarter of it, it's going to be up to other guys that are in there now. Hopefully, Jaron Jackson can shake off off some of that rust and right. like I said, it's going to have to be a team effort. Like it's been every time they've had a man down the, the here's the thing about it saying the, the most frustrating part of it feels like even though these guys are 
what are we talking about? 23 years old for Jaron yeah. Ja, 24 yeah. for Bain. We've seen them together for such a short amount of time. It was wow. only 11 games last season that you yep. had all of them on the floor. Just the, the starting yeah. line of, of exactly. Ja, Bain, you had all of them, 11 games last yeah. season. You, had everybody. you feel like you're so close because mm -hmm. at least you've got Jaron coming back and then you get the news about Bain leaving. The so, exact so, game. Like, it's like they traded out. Like, yep. Yeah. So to your point about about New Orleans and that frustration level and watching them yesterday and Alvarado's like creating this little funky little energy that's actually a good, you know, on their home floor is a great, yeah. you know, the fans are getting behind it, all of that. What's been frustrating is you haven't been able to have everybody yet. Yeah. Right. To, to know everything of what you got. Will Dylan fall in line when everybody's out there and Jaron's in the back playing defense like you. We still haven't seen that yet. As young as this team is. Uh, that's the part of it we still got to see. And not mm -hmm. yet the most recent. Now you got to wait two, at least two to three more weeks to get <laughs> back. Right? right. It's, it, it's sort of been the story of this team for the last couple of hey, seasons. Not having Christmas, it. Christmas, man. Sweet, Jesus. So. Sweet baby Jesus in a manger in Bethlehem. Man, let's pray to pray to Jesus get, and have them all for Christmas. Get all guys State. on Christmas Day. Oh, it would be. I mean. <laughs> I mean, just, just that little bit of luck would be some, but that's that's sort of been the Grizzlies' story now mm -hmm. uh, for the last last season, at least the first part of yeah. first part of this one. But that that sort of gets us right into our next topic. But before we get into that, uh, you're listening, of course, to Grind Season with your boys Anthony Sane, yours truly, Jason Smith. Be sure to download us on the free Odyssey app. Free, it's free to download. Super super easy. Even a fool like me can understand it. Hit the subscribe button. You can help us out. Uh, listen to us twice per week. We're giving it to you consistently, baby. We got the backing. We got the dope producers. We got everything's worked out. Even my little lazy uh, Wi-Fi in Cordova okay, <laughs> is it, coming through nice and clear now. Uh, again, oh, yeah. that gets us to topic number two, and it was. It was nice to see Jaron Jackson Jr. as much rust as there were, and there was a nice little layer of it, especially offensively, all over him. was great to see him back in the lineup. He obviously missed, what, say, 14 games um, this season with app recovering from the foot surgery this offseason we'll presumably see him again on friday for mm -hmm. block block panther night yeah. uh, uh friday night when they take on okc so hopefully jaron who played what about 25 minutes yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the long it was not 25 minutes because of fouls he got that because of uh minutes restrictions so yeah. that's right one one just one, one foul, foul. Jaren. okay th three of 14 did go oh of seven <laughs> from three seven points six rebounds but he gave you five blocks. Crazy. Remember, this is a guy who led the league in blocks per game. That's why they call him the Block Panther. Led the league. He gives you five in his first one back. Imagine what his feel is going to be like once he's uh once he's once in there a yeah. couple of weeks. Two turnovers, one five. What'd you think about the return? Saying was it about what well, you expected from uh from Trip? I know that um I know that we only do who brought the season in once a week. We've already done that this week. We awarded those awards. But my friend, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., um, he gets the award because that brother was not only rusted, that brother was seasoned with rush <laughs> on the court. Uh, I don't know if you ever been to a wing restaurant. They put too, way too much season on there. They look yes. rusty. Yes. And your, your seasoned wings look rusty. That brother, that's what that brother looked like. He was like he was bathed in rust seasoning. Uh, he wanted talk. to get he wanted to get that off before <laughs> Block Panther night. You were right yeah, about that. Over. He yeah. wanted to get that off. Right. Yeah, because if, if he I hope he got all his misses out the way because he got seven of them bad boys of the night. And I was I felt I kind of felt the way about that because I was like, Jim, like, bro, this is a real game. Like, this is like the Pelicans, bro. Right. Like, I'm not telling you I expect you a shot to be on. 
But man, you took seven of them things though. Like, bro, you could you could stop at three, three and a half. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. bro, you took a whole seven well, over seven. You killing you killing your percentages for the year because you got to go crazy just to get just to get back around thirty some percent. Um, he had a couple drives to the basket that were good. Uh, good to see that he went out there fouling. You would have thought that the guy who was out of shape, especially in a game like that, would have been reaching and grabbing guys. Didn't see a lot of that. Maybe that's came from just kind of sitting back and watching the game from the sideline as opposed to being on the court. Maybe he's seeing the game a little differently. Maybe had time to reflect about that. Uh, I think defensively, because my thing was this. Um, if if like We said this on the last podcast. I don't really care anything about Jaren really shooting the threes, whatever. If he could just be – when you've got a guy like Desmond Bain with John Morant, but that's your backcourt, they can give you 60-plus points in a given night. Jaren, just play crazy defense, stay on the court. All of our numbers suggest that when Jaron is on the court, period, that we're yeah. good. Like, yeah. we're good. When Jaron's on the court, we're a good team. If he could just stay out there, play defense, knock down an occasional three-pointer when called upon, we're good. And I hope that that's kind of taking some of that pressure off of him. Um, I don't really – you know, we took a loss. Uh, so I can't really say exactly how he impacted the game. I'm sure that, that someone out there can find numbers that support that. I'm not a numbers guy. I pride myself in not being a numbers guy. But, I mean – he was he was fine. And I think he'll only get better uh, in time. Um, <clears throat> I think that he's still his he's still still learning his body, and you you'll see that out there as well. Like you said, Jaren's twenty three years old, but it seems like we're we're watching his body have a metamorphosis in front of our eyes from the the kid he was, you know, as a rookie. Um, it's it's good to have him back though, man. Like you said, a uh, block Panther night is Friday at the FedEx Forum. Um, I'm sure he's going to get a lot of love. Um, but, yeah, man, it, it just really sucks that we don't have Bane. But, but bringing Jaron in defensively, hope, hopefully guys can kind of settle around. Because not right. only is it, is it an adjustment offensively, it's an adjustment having a, a player that good out on the court with you defensively. Now everybody has to see, okay, we got Jaron out here. All right, okay. Now we can kind of settle in and do our thing, let our ears back a little bit. So it, there's an adjustment even when a guy, when you get better, you know, Technically, you have to make those adjustments too. So you know it's 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 going to be a good thing. Let me let me let me ask you this because we we kind of touched on it. Would you say he's the second most important player on the team ahead of Desmond Bay because of what he does uh, and how elite he is defensively? On and then, and then sort of plus the combination of what we all kind of hope he can be offensively, what he's flashed at times right. offensively. Man, are, are you, are you I, talking what, about a guy what's who? What's your pecking order in terms you're of that? About a guy world? who you're saying. All right, I'm gonna put it to you this way: like it's it's hard to say that a guy who is clearly who the league is identified as one of the top five best defensive players in the NBA. It's hard to say that that guy is not the second most pivotal player on your team. Yeah, but are we saying that Marcus Smart is the second best player on Boston? No, we're gonna say it's Jalen right. Brown all day long. So I, I right now, man, I've got to say. I've got to say it's Bane, man, just because of how important the three-point shot is in today's NBA. And maybe mm-hmm. a little bit of that is just being uh, 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 just hell beaten by watching old Grizzlies teams that didn't have any shooting at all. Now we've got one of the best shooters in the league. Maybe that, maybe that might be what excites me so much about Desmond Bane. But uh, like I said, Jaren's phenomenal. And it might just be a case of, you know, out of sight, out of mind. We might start seeing over the next few weeks how important Jaren is to this team. You know what I mean? So – I don't know, man. I don't don't make me don't make me answer that. No, it's yeah. I think it's hard because he's first. He's a guy capable of being yeah. obviously defensive player of the year. You make a great point about Smart. 
Right. But, but Jaron's higher up the pecking order. It is for smart. <sighs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Let me, I'm, I'm about to give you an answer. Man. Get off the couch and answer the question. Exactly. Let me give you an answer. Yeah. Who is answer the second it. most important player to this team? Hold Sane down. You're right there. Producer uh, Sane. Make him answer it. <laughs> He's right. It's uh, make him. It's Bane, bro. Like it's because it, it's it, hard to say because of the yeah, jump he's made. Just he made, the jump he's made this year. It is. Yeah, it's it's right. made. It's made. It's made that backcourt of him and Ja. Like, I I sat there and watched us battle against Kyrie Irving and fucking Kevin Durant, and they won. They out and they outdueled them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What and them boys had what thirty seven apiece. Uh, Kyrie and uh, yeah. Katie had like thirty seven piece. John right. Bain at 38, something like that. But with that being said, if Jaron is playing prime basketball, you're talking about a trump card, man. Like, if Jaron's rolling and those two guys are rolling too, you damn near unbeatable, bro. Like, if you got that, that's your, that's your top three? I mean, that's what that's what has been crazy about the Grizzlies is how much the deck's been reshuffled. Mm-hmm. Like, at, at, right at, at one point before before Ja gets here, it's sort of Jaron's team, right, the previous administration. You, you want to build around this unicorn right. Then, yeah. then you get John and Mita becomes clear it's his oh, team. Yeah, no, Jaron becomes right. two, but then for a time against Utah and play, Dylan kind of moves into mm-hmm. slot number two. But then bang, Plus defensively, Plus bang, the number about, yeah. thirty pick in the draft, freaking yeah, comes uh, into the mix, and then he moves up the deck, and the you have to reshuffle it, and the mm-hmm. and the pecking order is different, man. But it's a good problem to have. Oh, um, yeah. No, it, it it it's a good problem to have. In terms of one, one more thing about Jaron's return, who does it help the most? Which player does his return help the most? Uh, Dylan Brooks. Hmm. Two reasons. I think that it um, there's one more person that, that Dylan can kind of you know defer to that you can kind of let D- Jaron co- cover you know some of your offensive load. Plus, I think when when you're a guy who's guarding that point of attack guy. When you know you got the block panther behind you, you can kind of, you know, yeah. just like in a fight, man. When you got them goons behind you, you can talk plenty of shit because you know what's about to go down. You know what I mean? Right. Like when, you when got, Chris got Big Gabe back there, yeah, he can exactly. talk a little bit more. But exactly. Got, yeah. his, uh-huh. got his eight-year-old partner that, yeah. you know, like Big, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out, outweigh him. Outweigh and everybody. Gabe, Gabe and CJ got Josh back there. They can talk a, so a little bit more shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> So you got that whole thing, but yeah, I, it's, I think Dylan's gonna be affected by it the most, especially on the defensive end. I think he can gamble a little more. You know, he can do. You know, he can. He can. When you know Jaren's back there, you know you can play a little bit wilder, man. So yeah, I think it's gonna be Dylan for sure. Yeah, you can. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what Jaren looks like against OKC. I don't. I don't think it'll take him long because it looks like it looks like he's been healthy for a while, man. So Jaren, I, yeah, I, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, offensively. It's just a matter of him, man. I, I'd, I'd rather see him get the rust off of that that game inside the arc rather right. than trying exactly. to trying exactly. The threes kind of bother me, man. And and I know we got to talk about the Charles Barkley thing. I got an unpopular opinion when it comes down to that too, and, and it is going to tie into Jaren. So, yeah. Well, that's that that's where we're at on on uh, yeah. on to our our, our final uh, topic of of grind season tonight, which we we hope you'll subscribe and listen to twice a week all Hit season long. On the free Odyssey app, you don't get much free in 2022 anymore. You can listen to us free on the Odyssey app. Uh, last night, Sang touched on it there. I touched on it in the open uh, on the TNT broadcast. This was brought to my attention uh, today, and 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 certainly uh, caught the eye of Ja Morant. Charles Barkley 
uh, had some interesting things to say the least on the next step of Jaws development uh, mm -hmm. here in year four, saying I, I went and transcribed it so I can read I can read it to you. Read it, brother. Exactly read it with that, that church I can, voice. Again. Yeah. I, I can read it to you exactly how he said. Now I can't sound like Charles, but I can give it to you exactly how I said. So you've got all the context. We've got all the right. context of what he said. Because mm -hmm. I, I'll be honest with you. You know, I know Charles around to joke and everything else, but I think I I think I expected more from him, at least on this comment on Jaw. Here, here's here's the here's the quote. But the next evolution for Ja is he got to learn to make the players around him better. You know, when you're a great player, you can get your shot anytime you want to. But to take that next step, and then Kenny Kenny Smith interrupted him. He said, You don't think that that he makes them better? Charles said, I'm saying the players around him. Kenny said, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And here's where Charles doubled down. He said, no, I don't think he's added that to his game yet. Sometimes when you make a play, you got to be thinking to yourself, I can go around this guy, but I need to get this guy going or I need to get this guy going. And it cut off for the most part at, at, at that point there. But Charles was sort of doubled down again with Kenny interrupting him mm -hmm. that it's the next, and 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 I'll be honest with you, saying before I before I, because I, I hope you go unload because this is where I'm at. This is where mm -hmm. I'm at is that it sounded like the sort of cookie cutter answer and and sort of for uh, a team, don't pay attention, really don't pay attention that older guys have said about young guys for a long time, mm -hmm. and one who's yes saying not paying attention. And I would ask you, how Char is Charles not paying attention? To a Grizzlies team that just had the second best record in the league, he had. I mean, he saw him in the playoffs last year. Right. He's the, not, he clearly doesn't pay attention. None of these guys do. They see highlights and they see Ja doing these amazing things, and they just say, "Okay, well, what comes with the super athletic guard criticism starter kid? Oh, he's not getting other guys involved. He's criticism just getting his point. starter kid. I'm yeah, like, <laughs> he's like exactly he's, what I. Yep, that's what yeah, I. He looks at Ja scoring, you know, twenty some yeah. 30, 30 points a game. Oh, he had he can't be getting other guys involved. No type of thing. And I think it's just a ridiculous comment, man. And I, uh, I talked talk with this. This is something that me and Peter would talk about a lot on our show. Um, back in my old radio days, uh, we used to talk about how these NBA commentators, these old guys, these vets, um, stars that we all grew up on, the Charles Barkleys, you know, Kenny Smith, Shaq, these guys that we all, you know, watched coming up. The NBA does the absolute worst job of protecting the name and the the brand of his product with the guys that they pay to talk about their product. You know what I mean? Like you don't cut on NFL to hear people saying, man, it's uh you know this Patrick Mahomes uh, like man like no man it's like <laughs> you never hear that bro you hear these guys talk very well about the future of the league the guys who will carry the torch to the next generation. And it, it sounds lazy. It sounds it's like these guys don't watch the game. Sometimes like they're jealous of these young guys because of the freedoms they have, some of the skills they have. I'm tired of Shaq talking about bigs that don't go inside or you know, and shoot too much. And like Shaq, come on, man. Like it's are those, the, are there are there two not to interrupt, are there two other than those two saying other than Shaq and Charles? Reggie Miller does it all the time. All of Ooh. them. Like like literally almost all of them, bro. Like who'd it, you it, say, it, Reggie Miller? Yeah, Reggie Miller's bad about it. Who else is really bad about that crap, man? Interesting. Who are you thinking? Who are you who are you thinking about? No, I I, I considered Charles Charles and it was the one and Shaq too. The way he uh 
Just, Remember just, what he did to it, and I'm not a huge Donovan Mitchell fan. Oh but yeah, it was, it was trash. About, yeah. Donovan Mitchell, I thought yeah, that was, was trash. Try to get the man up, acknowledge him, or apologize. I thought, him. I thought that was trash. So, but but yeah, I was man, thinking about is. other guys who sort of. I don't think I don't think I'm, I'm with you. Reggie can be negative, you know, can be that way. It's, it's, but Charles and Shaq are in a Charles and Shaq are in a level on their own. Yeah, I watched them for the entertainment though, for the funny stuff. I don't right, care right, about right, analysis right. at all because it's lazy as shit, man. Like it's. Like and, and like, how can you look at John Morant, who instantly first season came to this team, a team that was supposed to be you you were bad enough where you got the number two pick in the draft, right? And the very next season you're in the play-in. And if it wasn't no COVID, no pandemic, would have been a playoff team. And like, how can you how can you say that that guy coming in is not making guys around him better, man? And when, and like you said, regardless of who's out there, we still were competing, still were winning games at a big time. Um, level last year but i will say this though i'm, I'm gonna play devil's advocate because i'm gonna say I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you what charles barker's probably looking at i don't i don't i've heard anybody on twitter radio anything make the point i'm about to make you know what i think charles barker's doing like where he got his whole thing from Ooh. i think that he's kind of looked at the offensive development or lack thereof from jaron jackson jr and he's associating that with john Morant. Because in his eyes, he's like, okay, John, this kid, like I know, I know Desmond Bain, but he just kind of got around in Charles Barkley's eyes. He probably just, oh, that kid's pretty new. But John Jaron, that's been the guys. That's been your two. That's been your consistent two guys that's been here forever. Like, why didn't I run pick and roll with this big man? Like, why John ain't getting this big man involved? I can I can understand that I, if you're I, tying it to Jaron. That's what he's looking at. I bet he's like, okay, that kid, that Jaron kid's got some tools. Like, why don't him and those two? Because that frustrates me. Like I'm, I'm concerned. Like I'm concerned. I'm totally concerned with. I, I could have talked about this in the second segment. I want to say this just for this, and I'm not trying to come to Charles Barkley's rescue because I think he's terrible when it comes down to analyzing the game. But I think what he's saying is, and this is my frustration and my concern, we have to find a way to make the game easier for Jaron Jackson Jr. for him to be able to score more efficiently. Absolutely. Like, Seeing Jaron coming back and he's shooting seven three pointers, I'm like, no, I don't. J even when Jaron was shooting thirty nine percent, he wouldn't. I mean, seven, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's a lot of threes, bro. Desmond Bain shoot eight and a half, and that number sounds astronomical. And and it's like I just maybe that's what he saw. Like, it's because Jaron looks like a player that's just with no direction offensively. Like he's just kind of misused. Maybe he's looking at that. I'll give him. The, I'll give him benefit of the doubt on that. But in, but in total, Charles Barkley's comments sounded absolutely goofy. It just sounds lazy. It sounds like, like bro, how, how can a team be as good as the Grizzlies were last year? And that's what you gather from the team. It's, it's wild. Yeah, I think he's uh, – John Moran's been a part of Bain's steps. He's been, a, you know, a, a, yeah. a, a, a part of making everybody on that team better. He had the second-best record. I, I think you make a great point about Charles maybe holding Jaron's offensive game – against Ja, I also think whether it's Charles or others, the fact that Memphis was 20 and five last year without Ja is held against him. And in that's a way, crazy. It, it's unbelievable because it, it seemed it, it, it seemed it, when you, when, when some like Charles had made that point about how good the Grizzlies were without him, it let it's, it, it almost, it's like it's intended to lessen Ja's value. Mm -hmm. It ought that that's a credit to, Number one, Tyus Jones and the Grizzlies playing without Ja and, and sort of the depth they had around him. 
But I'm telling you right now, these analysts and these these the job detractors use it against him. It's crazy in arguments like this that he hasn't learned yet. I mean, the it's, fact it's, that this team again is where it is with two 23 year olds and a 24 year old as the as the core shows you how ahead of that man uh, ahead of his years John Moran is. We've always said yeah. that. What, what what sort of differentiates him and Derrick Rose is how cerebral John yeah. has been at a young age. Mm-hmm. Like we were hoping that for Derrick and saying, okay, you're going to have to change the completely, you know, game that's completely based around your athleticism. You got to get more cerebral early. It took him a while. Heck, ends up getting injured first. John has already had the sort of, I'm a point guard who can change. But it, you know what, it, I'll bottom line it this way. It felt like saying, you, you said the thing that hit me with the whole it's 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 you know starter kit criticism starter kit. It felt like Barkley was talking about a guy like De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox been in the league longer, hasn't yeah. proved that he can make teammates better. Yeah, Hell, this is the first time we're paying any attention to Sacramento, and 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 that's De'Aaron can put up numbers, but does he make players better? Back to yours. It, that, it's that kind of player Charles should be saying about, mm-hmm. but it felt like he took a deer and fox like and applied it to Jaw. So on fucking a, lazy man. It's like, like that, that, here, that's man. a like, cookie cutter, lazy ass yeah. veteran analyst. I'm gonna tell you, this young man needs to learn how to get the team involved. Man, that man been doing that stuff since he got <laughs> yeah. the league. That man heard Murray State in the damn NCAA tournament, right? Making two star dudes play like four star dudes, <laughs> right? Right, man, and he's got oh man, it's it's insane, and uh, so so it's it is. But I will say this, man. I will say this. It does feel good to be on national television with Charles Barkley talking about you, as opposed to playing games on PAX. Well, I mean, that's that's what I call balance. PAX two point oh, rubbish. Do they sponsor this? I mean, if they do, I apologize, y'all. I don't have any I man on my uh direct TV stream app. I get ballots just fine. I don't know why you why you give me a hard time, bro. What the well, that's on your bootleg. You can't pick them up. Stream. That's that's uh, your fault, say not that hey, ain't I, I cut the game on them folks speaking Spanish and then just oh they speaking Spanish. Oh <laughs> the whole show about Santi. <laughs> like damn <laughs> man, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Santi, Santi has been a a nice little. Rep. I hope they're super excited about it about him, man. Because he's, he's, he's yeah. yeah, 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 on your stream. Yeah, he oh, said that, that reverse dunk he had the other night on the alley. Okay, man. man. Yeah, Santi got a little got a little funk to him, but um. Anyway, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Charles Barkley talking crazy last man, night. Can keep broadcast. I figured Sane would have it. Uh, have yeah, a man, few piss words. me off, man. Come it, on, it, was, it, was, it was a lazy take, and he needed to be uh, uh, held accountable. He needed to be right. checked on. It was absolutely, absolutely uh, lazy take. Well, that's the that's that's the episode uh, tonight. Again, yeah. make sure you're downloading us twice per week. Again, to get this sane wisdom, to get these sane takes. Uh, twice per week on the free Odyssey app. Uh, you can download the Odyssey app, find us easily, search for Grind Season. Uh, that's our episode for tonight. Grizzlies got OKC coming up on Friday. We'll be back with two more next week. Uh, happy early Thanksgiving to everybody. Uh, until then, for Brother Sane, I'm Jason Smith. Stay on your grind.